0: It's obvious that when these two team up, the result is magical. This Week in Tennis. And we brought this dynamic duo together once again. Welcome to This Week in Tennis. Welcome to This Week in Tennis. My name is Phil Nasons, He's Craig Doyle. And we've been working this show together for 10 years. It's a fantastic show. We love working together. This show has been in existence for 14 years, but it never was good until Craig joined. And he's on the line. Craig, what's happening, brother?
1: Well, I think I'm on the line like last week, I was on the line when we were recording, and then my internet service provider decided that I wasn't going to be on the line, and unfortunately, we couldn't bring you the first time picks
0: and we were we did pretty good too. It kept being garbled. Craig was garbled, but we were doing pretty well. I should have followed those picks this week. I've had a horrible time because of the upsets, but I don't want to talk about the upsets. We've got a great weekend of tennis, Friday and Saturday. we have lines for all those matches, Craig. But there's a controversy, and we need to address that because that's what we do here at This Week in Tennis. We give you the inside scoop because what goes on outside off the court usually affects these kids on the court. And Stefanos Tsitsipas has gotten himself in loads of trouble. Uh, Two weeks ago in Cincinnati, Alexander Zverev accused Stefanos Tsitsipas of cheating, basically, leaving the court during a bathroom break And texting his father. Now there's a picture of his father on the phone. Blah, blah, blah. Two weeks later. Here we go again. He's playing Andy Murray. First of all, if you're going five sets with Andy Murray, I have to wonder about you sometimes. But that being said, because Andy Murray, not because he's one of my favorite people on earth, because he is. But because he has two steel rods in his hips. That's what's holding him together. (laughs) And he's taking people to five sets. It's been amazing. But anyway... This happened in between the fourth and fifth sets. Stefanos Tsitsipas left the court for about 10 minutes. And uh, he told the umpire, he says, I've never spent that much time ever in a bathroom. And then he he said, it's never once taken me that long to go to the toilet ever. Now he's got a couple steel rods in his hip, so I'm sure he's had some uh, interesting bathroom time over the course of the last three years. But, It got ugly. Cisipas left the court, gone 10 minutes, and then he went and sat down because it was in between sets. He had just finished winning the fourth set, and Murray yelled at Cisipas to get up. Now, that was wild. Now, after the match, Andy Murray, who's never been afraid to speak his mind, said the following, It's just disappointing because I feel it influenced the outcome of the match. I'm not saying I necessarily win that match, for sure. But it had influence on what was happening after those breaks. I rate him a lot. I think he's a brilliant player. I think he's great for the game. But I have zero time for that stuff at all. And I lost respect for him. And then, he, then not to be outdone, Tuesday morning, the day after, he goes out on Twitter. 8.10 in the morning because he's such an early riser. Fact of the day. It takes Stefano Sisipas twice as long to go to the bathroom as it takes Jeff Bezos to fly into space. Interesting. And now Zverev chimed in and said, It's not normal. It's happening every match. It happened to me in the French Open. To Novak at the finals of the French Open. You know, I think in Hamburg against Philip Krasnovich, he was complaining. Against me in Cincinnati was ridiculous. And now here again, I think players are catching on to that. And then he went on to further say... He's gone for 10 plus minutes. His dad is texting on the phone. He comes out, and all of a sudden his tactic completely changed. It's not just me, but everybody saw it. The whole game plan changes. Either it's a very magical place he goes to, or there is communication there. And of course, he says, but I also don't want to disrespect him, because calling him a cheater is not disrespect at all. (laughs) He is a great player. He is number three in the world for a reason. Craig! Go ahead. Let's start with you. What do you think about all this?
1: Um, you know, all these guys have got to be really careful that they don't use the word cheater because obviously there's no physical evidence yet of any communications taking place between Zverev and his father. To see Zverev, uh, be, sorry, uh, Sipsipas and yeah, his father. Right. right. Um, so obviously, like, Zverev's come out with the comments. He, he's got to be careful what accusations he's making because Sipsipass father on the phone while he's in the bathroom. You, you know, like anybody in in that arena could be on a phone at that time. It it doesn't. The, the problem is, it doesn't look great whether Sipsipass is cheating or he isn't cheating. Right. Um. It's he's got no way to prove that he's not. Um. He's got to rely on the defense that nobody can prove that he is. But it, it just, it's not a great look. And you can see what happened yesterday at the Open when he played against uh, Manorino. Uh, the crowd didn't take him at all. They were actually booing him. He, he's now put himself in a position where the, the U.S. Open crowd, anyway, don't favor this guy whatsoever. They're not respecting him because of what's happened in the Andy Murray match. And as you've just read out, this is... Uh, uh, an event that takes place regularly, and it, it was one that happened against Ferrov in Cincinnati. It happened against Felix Auger-Aliasimi in Cincinnati the round before the right. match. Good call. At the time, ty- at the time where the match leveled up, um, Sipsipas suddenly needed a ten-minute toilet break to to come out and win the third set, which he, he won quite convincingly. It it doesn't look good when he's off court for that amount of time. Um, I I think like for the brand of Stefano Sipsipas, because this guy could have been a rock star, right? He plays this really attractive brand of tennis. He's a good looking kid. He's got that look about him that you, it it really stands out. You know, he looks different to all of the other players. He's got star written on him. If he can get there and get a Grand Slam, he'll be a superstar and you, you can build tennis around this guy. But you can't do it if there's going to be this level of controversy around him before he wins a Grand Slam because people are not going to gravitate towards him. They're they're going to be pushed away by the the accusations that he's he's bending the rules or he's cheating or his victories are not uh, ethical in the same way that when... You watched all these guys, Federer, Nadal winning Grand Slams. People took to these guys because they were winning multiple Grand Slams and they, they had that look and they had the superstar thing going on. And it all felt like these guys were just supremely brilliant athletes and, and people want to buy into that. The big brand names, your, your Nike, they want to buy into that they're not going to buy into a guy who's suspect of cheating because if he gets proved to be cheating, all the sponsors are going to drop him, all the people are going to walk away, and it's going to be a horrible look for tennis at a time where Roger Federer, Rafael Nadal, and and soon Novak Djokovic will, will be leaving the sport. People don't want to pin their hopes on someone who, who could let them down.
0: You know what? That's a good point. Every point that you made is correct. Now, this is what the official Grand Slam rulebook from 2021 says. A player may request to leave the court for a reasonable time, remember reasonable time, for a toilet break, a change of attire break, or both, but for no other reason. Toilet breaks should be taken on a set break, and change of attire breaks must be taken on a set break. In singles events, a player is entitled to one break during the best of three set match and two breaks during a best of five set match. Any toilet break taken after a warm-up has started after a warm-up has started, is considered one of the authorized breaks. In all cases, the nearest assigned bathroom must be used. The player is expected to have needed attire available on court. Additional breaks will be authorized but will be penalized in accordance with the point penalty schedule if the player is not ready to play within the allowed time. Any player abuse of this rule will be subject to penalty in accordance with the unsportsmanlike conduct section of the Code of Conduct. Now, you also have to remember, too, is that a line judge or a line umpire must be with you. Now, we don't even have those at Grand Slams. They're using Hawkeye. You know, it's electronic. So basically, what we're going to tell you is Stefano C. C. is not cheating, okay? He's following the rules. Now, here's where the rub comes. What is a reasonable time? Who makes that determination because that's a gray area that he is taking advantage of, and it seems like it's working out in his favor, Craig?
1: Maybe. I think we could solve all of this a lot easier in that these young people, every single one of them has a, a cell phone, a mobile phone, wherever you are in the world, what you want to call it, a, you know, an electronic communications device of some kind on them. I think that the easy way to solve this is that the match referee or um, tournament official assigned to the court collects these devices ahead of the match. And then there's no reason for these people to be, you know, if they want to take their bag off the court with whatever belongings they have, that's absolutely fine. As long as that there's there's no communications equipment in that bag when they take it off the court, they can take their bag off the court. They can get changed, change their shoes, change their attire, go to the bathroom. That's fine. That that removes any suspicion that they are being coached or being given advice from somewhere else because let's be honest, there's a a real strict policy in place against in play coaching during the Grand Slams. Um we, we shouldn't be seeing players receiving advice on the court from from people court side and they, they shouldn't be able to get advice uh, electronically from someone who's got a a better angle on the court and can see things that they can't. So if they don't have their communications device, if it's handed in ahead of the match, then I I think we take away any suspicion and then Stefanos can, can have his reasonable amount of time to go to the bathroom.
0: As can others too. You know, Rafael Nadal. Remember how people used to talk about the time it takes between his serves? Well, they changed the rule, didn't they? You know, Andy Murray's on the board. He can do a lot for that. I think they have to determine what a reasonable time is and stick with it instead of this gray area that opens up a lot of things, especially the opportunity to bend the rules. Now, if it were me and I were playing against him, I would do the same thing to him and see what happens. I bet he don't like it so much. But that's just me. And here's the other thing, Craig, before we get into the picks and why people are here. If you're if he's texting his father or even Patrick Moritoglu for advice, that's called desperate. I mean, I would welcome that because I don't think those two know what they're doing. I'm absolutely sure the father doesn't, and I'm quite sure Mr. Moritoglu doesn't. I mean, that's pretty evident. He might have found a way to be on TV and found a way to be in plenty of coaches boxes. But until one of his students outside of an already proven Grand Slam winner wins a Grand Slam, he's just another coach trying to make a living. And, and good for him. God bless him. God bless all the rest of them. But you know what? At the end of the day, this whole thing is was opened up because of the language in the rule, and Stefanos is taking advantage of it. Is it right? No. But they can't really stop it because now you have to determine what a reasonable time is. And who makes that determination? That's a gray area that should have been sealed up and closed off when they wrote this rule. I mean, people are taking advantage of it. He's not the only one that takes advantage of it either. There are others. But at the end of the day, these players are ticked off and right. Andy Murray said, you know what? You get stiff after 10 minutes. I know I do, but I'm old, and so is he. But at the end of the day reasonable what is a reasonable time well they better figure that out otherwise this is going to continue and it's going to become a bigger circus as more and more players decide to do the same thing craig
1: yeah i agree i mean they have to shut down these loopholes as quick as possible you brought up nadal with the uh time taken between serves and they introduced a shot clock to to sort of negate that Not that, uh, that makes a, a, a
0: difference because he still does what he wants Well, but he's I'm earned not, the right to do what he wants too
1: I think a lot of this and a lot of the dislike for Sipsipas is that he's not anybody in the game he might be number 3 in the world but he's not won any Grand Slams he's not been on the circuit for uh, 10 years he's not entertained people for that long he's right. not earned the respect and the ability to do what he's doing he's, right. he's having advantages before he's actually proven himself You know, you look at um, Nadal and, you know, any any attempts to delay the match and then you say, well, this guy's won, you know, 20 grand slams. I think we can allow him to delay the match a little bit. Um, Whereas you look at Sipsipas and you're like, well, where's this guy's respect come from? He's not earned that yet. He's not earned the ability to, to walk around the court like he owns it. He's a rookie, let's be honest. He ain't won nothing and until he does one does one something he ain't going to command perspective for the other players
0: you know what and i agree with that 100% so you can make up your own mind out there as far as i'm concerned this is the atp's fault this is the itf's fault for having gray areas in their rule book that these players and <laughs> that stefanos whoever came up with that was pretty smart I don't think it was, again, I don't think it was the father or Patrick Moritoglu, although, you know what, this does kind of reek of Moritoglu more than anybody. But whatever. Prove it. That's what I would say. If I were Stephanos, I would say prove it. And as far as the phone thing, you know, you have to put your bags through uh, a detector to get into courthouses in America and everywhere else. They could do the same thing. They could scan those bags real simple, find out if there are any phones in there, Turn the phones in before they even step on the court, and that's that. Game over. Game, set, match, and you end it all right there, but this is controversy. Controversy sells, and I think CeCe he he's going to get booed. There's no question about it, but I think at the end of the day, Madison Avenue, like you said, is going to eat him up alive and, and, and make a lot of money off him, and hopefully he gets some too. Okay, we have a U.S. Open to talk about now, besides all this other stuff. Well, let's start with the men. We're going to give you picks for Friday and Saturday. We have the lines available. We're going to start with the 12.30 p.m. match, Craig, on the men's side. Let's start with the guys first. Alexi Popurin is a plus 100 favorite, even money. And Daniel Evans is a minus 120 favorite. Underdog Popurin, favorite Evans. Who do you like, Craig? Because I'm with the British guy, I think.
1: Well, I'm going the other way because Dan Evans pulled out of the doubles yesterday with a groin injury. Um, He's trying to protect himself to try and play this match and get through to the fourth round. But if there's any suspicion you've got a groin injury, I could tell you what Popperin's going to be doing. He's going to be stretching him back and forth across that court, trying to aggravate that injury and run him down. And Evans isn't the kind of guy, he's not got the stature that he can blast someone out like uh, a big server can. So I I like Popperin. I like the dog here. This is prime territory for picking the dog and, and hoping for a, a little bit of luck
0: that's a great call i didn't even see that i was doing my football show beforehand so i didn't even see that great call that's why we do this show we're a great team craig came up with the great info and i'm going to roll with you on this alexi Popperin at plus 100 to win this one at twelve thirty. this one coming up pablo andahar is a plus 1900 Freaking underdog. I hate to see an Andahar at plus 1900 because you know I like to bite on those dogs. But he's playing Daniel Medvedev, who's been hot as hell, and he's a minus 20,000 to win. How can you bet on that match, Craig? You
1: don't. You just leave this one right well alone because the only thing you're going to get out of this is a lot of hurt if Daniel Medvedev comes off with an injury. Um, But uh, Medvedev will win. He'll be in the next round.
0: I agree with you. Now, this one we had, actually. uh, Carlos Alcaraz Garfia at plus 370, taking on Stefano Cisipas at minus 500. You think the crowds get him this afternoon? You think Garfia can get him? Because Garfia has a nice game. I love this kid's game. I love this kid's game a lot. And if you're going to take out a pass, that's when you're going to do it, the first week. You any love for the dog?
1: Not on this one. I, I actually liked Alcaraz. We cashed on him well earlier in the week. Um, we, we did some good business there, but... Uh, I think you're probably going to see Sipsa pass until around about the semi-final when he comes up against Medvedev or someone of that ilk, and he will not have the the guns to do that.
0: No, nope, um, but he but sure at this won't.
1: stage, I, I think you'll be okay against Alcaraz.
0: I think so too, and I'm going to stay with Sipsa on this, and I'm going to ride that guy till he till he falls down, like back in the day. Anyway, Botich, Van de Zandekulp. A minus two forty five favorite over Fasunda Bagnus. A plus one ninety five dog, Craig. Bagnus! Bagnus came through big for me the other day and, and I like him a lot. But do I like him enough to go against the Dutch kid? Uh
1: probably not. This Dutch kid so. blew out that um Ruud in, in the um in the second round and I was just like, whoa, you know, I was expecting Ruud to make it to the second week um this uh dutchman i mean he's not the youngest guy out there he's 25 years old so you would have thought we would have seen more of him by now he's he's not ranked in the top 100 but uh i i like a little bit of that i i've got a feeling that he's going to go again and he's going to make it to uh make it to the fourth round
0: the only the only thing that hesitates causes me to pause or hesitate is he is coming off a huge upset Will this be a letdown match because Bagnus is not a joke. But I think you're right. I think this kid takes care of him. He is strong, and he's not just a kid. He has been around a little while. He's worked his ass off to get here. And I don't think Mr. Bagnus has got enough in his artillery and his arsenal to take him out. Alex Molcan, he killed us there first week, first opening round. He's taking on Diego Schwartzman. Molcan is a plus three seventy. Schwartzman is a minus five hundred. And I don't think anybody's taking out Schwartzman today.
1: Yeah, not not at this stage. I think Schwartzman's pretty much a lock on to get through this round, and then I see him getting through the next one. You're, you're going to see him in the quarterfinals. I think he. Uh, I I thought he actually had a, a pretty ropey starter on the first day. Um, he, he he didn't look great coming out of the blocks. And I actually wondered if it was going to be a, a massive upset on the first day because he was, he was down in that first set against Barrancas. And then he just flicked the switch, won the set 7-5, and Barrancas was never back in the match. You mean
0: Mokic um, was playing Ilko, remember? Uh, no, I was talking about Schwarzman. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry.
1: Um, Yeah, and Schwarzman, you know, he he started off pretty slow against Barrancas and then he came back into it. And I think it was similar against Anderson. I think he might have been down in the first set against Anderson as well. And then he came back and won that one. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident here that uh is going to be around for another couple of rounds yet.
0: I think so, too. Um, let's go with Roberto Bautista Agut is a minus 115 favorite. Felix Oje Aliasimi is a minus 105 underdog. Who do you like here? Because I'm kind of feeling the Canadian. How can you not like a kid who brings his sister to his tennis matches?
1: He, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm in on this as well. Um Batista Good's not dropped a good snatch the set yet. In fact, he's he's like last game he won one three and two or something like that. It Was really impressive. But uh, I really like this Felix guy, and at some point he's going to deliver for me. And I I think like you know he's higher ranked than Batista good at the minute. Yes, he is. I I, I think he's going to win this one, and I I think he will uh, he will go into the next round to play against. Um, well, we've not reached it yet, but Rublev.
0: <laughs> yes, because we're here now. Andre Rublev taking on Francis TFO. I am over TFO. Rublev is a minus three twenty favorite. TFO is a plus two fifty-five dog. And I'm with you. Rublev is also looking good. And I don't think that TFO and the crowd are gonna rattle him. Not today not today he won't. That's all the men's matches we have for today. So uh let's go on. Let I tell you what, let's continue with the guys and give them the matches for tomorrow and then we'll come back and hit the girls, and then we'll finish. How's that sound?
1: Yep, let's go for it.
0: Nicholas Basilavasilvili is a plus 190 dog. He's taking on a hot Riley Opelka at minus 235 on Saturday. Who do you like here, Opelka?
1: Yeah, I, I actually, I do like Opelka, and this will get big billing. Um, they, they'll put this on a a, a decent-sized card and try and get the crowd right in behind um, Opelka. Oh, yes. Uh, I think, actually, Basilash had some really good wins. He's, he's played two Americans already, I think. Um, yes, I think he, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did Cord Carter retired, I think, and then he, he played Cressy in the second round and he yes. kind of blew him away as well. But th- this is a different game altogether because is going to be launching missiles at him and it's going to be how many balls can Basilash Vili get back? Um, and I think, you know, the pace that the court's playing at really favors Apelka. And I I think you're you're going to see a couple of tie breaks here. Opelka's going to win them, and he's going to win this match and go into the the fourth round. And it's going to be a pretty big story uh, around U.S. tennis.
0: I think so, too, because Opelka looks good, man, when he's serving. And these courts are playing fast. There's a good bounce, though, Craig. If you notice, there's still a good bounce. It's why guys like Schwarzman aren't complaining. But at the end of the day, Basilashvili, I think he's gotten a bit lucky The fans haven't ripped on him for uh, some of his off-court activities. But Opelka, he's got to go with this one. If he loses this match, uh, we're over Riley Opelka, too. For real. This is a match he should win. It's minus 235. Grab it now while you can because it's going to go up. I think he's going to get a lot of home money on this one. Now, this next match is interesting to me, anyway. Ilya Ivashka is a plus 190 dog. Matteo Berrettini is a minus 235 favorite both men have played very well. I don't know where I want to go, but I'm starting to think this, this underdog, this kid might have something.
1: Yeah, I'm jumping on the dog here. And the reason I'm doing this is he won at Winston-Salem ahead of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's coming in red hot like he, he's won a tournament. And it doesn't matter whether it's a 250 or a 500 or a Masters or whatever. You win a tournament, you win a tournament. You've got you know a streak going. Of, of wins behind you. But you just look at these first few matches. Um, he came through against Sangra and he blew him away. Um, blew him away. Pospisil didn't really get close. You know, there was a tiebreak in the third set, but he was already two up there and he, and he, and he won that one as well. Berrettini, he's hot, right? Yes, he, you he know, is. He's a guy guy who's gotten to a Wimbledon final. You, you can't discount that. But uh, I think he's going to get a surprise against Ivashka. And I I think this is, you know... It's going to be close. I, I don't think it's going to be three sets either way. And I know Berrettini, you know, he's got a big serve. and He'll be using the pace of the cork well. But I, I've got a feeling that Ivashka's dialed in. And this guy might wrestle it away in five sets. And that's what I'm going to be looking for here.
0: I don't think it's even going to go five. You know, I like Berrettini a lot. But he's, I'm not paying uh, minus 235 for him. I wouldn't pay minus 235 for him anywhere. So that You have to take Ivashka. He's hot. So is Berrettini, and, and that's a great point about his serve. But I like this Ivashka. I like his return game. He looks good. You know what he looks, Craig? Very comfortable, like he's sitting in his living room and he's hitting balls. He's in the zone. And when you're in the zone, all kinds of good things can happen. And this wouldn't be the first upset this kid's pulled off. I think this is. I don't even think it's really an upset if he wins, to be honest. But I'm going with Ivashka also. Andrea Seppi against Oscar Auti. Seppi's a plus 105 dog and Ott T is a minus 125 favorite. And I'm going with the dog. I don't care. Seppi, Seppi's playing at another level and Oscar, I'm not so sure Oscar should be a underdog here or a favorite here, Craig.
1: Uh well, seppi's battled against everything to get here. I mean, he uh he had a big win against, uh, was it Hercat last round? Yes, um, it was. Both he both big upset. Um, he's not yeah. going to get carried
0: away by the con. He's not going to get carried away by the occasion either. This is a guy who plays every week all year round and has been for the last 75 years.
1: You know what? Let's go Seppi. I mean, I, I like Arthur as well. I liked his last match against Kudla. It was straight and simple, but, um, I think like Seppi's done a lot to get here, so let's see if he can ride it out for another round and and make us a little bit more cash.
0: Here's a good one. This is it. We're going to get a good price here on the Gaël Monfils at plus one forty. He's the dog. Yannick Sinner is minus one seventy. He's the favorite. That's a damn good price to pay for Sinner on this court in this atmosphere. I think I have to go with Sinner. Uh, yeah. You yeah, don't want to though. You want to go with Monfiz, because he has he's playing really good. He looks very comfortable.
1: He has, hasn't he? He had uh, a good match against Johnson the other day. I watched a little bit of that. And, yeah, uh,
0: I didn't think he was but, gonna but win that one, Craig.
1: At some point Monfils is he's gotta run out of gas, so right? at some point he's you know, he's been around for a long time. He he's gonna run out of gas, and these young guys like Sinner have got have gotta take over. And I think, you know, that's a really generous offer on Sinner given um, the upside that he has. So I, I would like to come in on center, and, and I'm, I'm going to take that and leave Monfis this time.
0: I think so, only because it looks that way. Now, things could change based on the line, too, but we're playing the lines as much as we're playing against the people. So anyway, Novak Djokovic, a minus 4,000 favorite over Kane Ishikori, a plus 1,300 dog, and Djokovic is dialed in, and I think he's going to smoke this kid.
1: Yeah, Nishikori had a lot of problems with um, McDonald in the last yeah, he round. did,
0: not
1: he? I mean, you know, he was chipping away forever, um, try- trying to get past McDonald. Now I thought, like, if you're struggling against McDonald, what chance have you got against Djokovic? Not much.
0: Um, not much, unless he, it, unless Djokovic slips and falls.
1: Nishikori would have to dial back the years to like 2015 or 2016, whenever he reached the final here, and. He had a lot of luck in getting to that final, and I, I really think like he, he's not got the ability to do that. He's he's always prone to an injury or uh, running out of gas. I, I just don't see Nishikori causing Djokovic any problems. And if you want to up the bet, I would bet on Djokovic to win in three.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would too. This one's a tough one, but I already know who I want. Lloyd Harris is taking on Dennis Shapovalov. Harris is a plus 150 dog. Shapovalov is a minus one eighty five favorite, and Harris is my guy.
1: Oh, I'm going the other way. I really I like Shapovalov, and in fact, like he's not been troubled at all. He swept bonus aside, and he did pretty much the same to the uh biena in in the second round. He's, he's not dropped the set yet, and. I I really like this guy. I've liked him since I saw him playing Murray at Wimbledon. Actually, I I started to see things in him where I thought, hmm, this guy uh, he might have a little bit of potential. Uh, he's still really young, he's developing, and he's got a really really nice backhand on him. I I've, I just think yeah, he's going to get through to the next round, and I I could see him uh, coming up against Riley Opelka in in the um, in the fourth round.
0: Well, I can see Lloyd Harris doing it. It'll be a better match. And I'm chasing the dog. I don't care if I lose this one. I'm chasing the dog. I like Harris. I've cashed with him since the spring. I'm going to continue doing so. And also, I forgot to mention this, Craig, but I write in Handicap for a company called Sharp App. And if you go to sharpbets.app, sign up, use the promo code CASHWITHFLASH, they'll give you 10% off. Your subscription price of forty nine ninety nine. We've got great handicappers over there in all sports, and you'll cash with flash for sure over there. Especially if you listen to this show every week. Alexander Zverev minus three thousand. Jack Sock plus twelve hundred. Does Sock have a chance? I don't think so.
1: No, I'll not be touching this. Zverev um, really, really, really good. I think Zverev only lost four games in his last match. um which was, yeah, it's a pretty impressive performance, but he's looked good for a few weeks um, on the hard courts, so just leave this well alone.
0: I certainly would. Now, the last match of the day on Friday, or on Saturday, is Aslan Karatsev, who's had a great season at minus 105, against a youngster from America, Jensen Brooksby, at minus 115. Karatsev is the underdog, and I don't think he should be, Craig. I like what Brooksby's doing, but I think Karatsev moves on. I think he goes to the second week. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, Karatsev was dead in the water the other day against Thompson. They were um, two, two sets down to Thompson, and he looked finished in the third. And then he he, he won 7-5. He, he won on the tiebreaker in the fourth, and he blew Thompson away in the fifth. I mean, that takes a lot to come back from, from two sets down when, when you look like you're you're on the ropes against someone who's playing pretty well as Thompson was. So um, I think this Karatsev is really, really tough. I, I don't think he's going to go away easy. And this is going to be a real step up for, for Brooksby. This is not going to be like playing Taylor Fritz. This, this is going to be a guy that you're going to have to be dialed in for, for at least four or five sets to, to beat him. And I don't think Brooksby's got that in him yet.
0: I don't think he has it in him. He's had a great run. He's had a really good season. But I think it ends tomorrow. Let's go to the women's side of things. Today at noon, this is going to be a great match. I don't know if I want to touch. Victoria Azarenka is a minus 115 favorite. Garbine Muguruza is a minus 105 dog. Who do you like? Muguruza is a two-time champion. Victor, we already know what Azarenka is. Who do you like, Craig? Because I'm starting to lean toward Azarenka.
1: Yeah, I think the surface probably suits her a bit better than Muguruza, actually. Um, although, you know, like Muguruza's won plenty of slams. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go Azarenka.
0: I think so, too. Barbara Krejcikova takes on Kimia Rakimova. Uh Krejcikova is a minus 1,000 favorite. Rakimova is a plus 650 dog. This match is at one today. You like Krejcikova, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, a good player. Um big win over um McHale, I think, in, in the second round. Good mm-hmm. win. Um yeah, I think she'll probably go on to play um as a in the next round.
0: Okay, so we got Mrs. Monfies playing this next match at two thirty scheduled for anyway. Elina Svitolina is a minus two hundred fifteen favorite, Dario Casakina is a plus one seventy five dog. And I like Spitalina in this match. I like the way she's been playing.
1: Yeah, no no arguments from me. She's not dropped the set yet either. Um, I would think that that's probably going to continue and she'll go into the fourth round.
0: Yep, I think so too. Let's move on. We're we're rolling, Craig. We're going to get you out early. He's a young fella. He needs to get out on a Friday night in Scotland. I want, I can't wait to go visit him or him to visit me we won't be cutting no show that day and gelicky kerber takes on sloan stevens kerber's the favorite at minus 145 and the red hot sloan stevens is a plus 120 who do you like here Craig? i'm leaning toward the dog
1: yeah i'm i'm cashing on stevens here i'm pretty sure that she'll find a way to win which she she did against uh, she did really well against Gelf actually yeah, she, she, uh, I didn't
0: think that was going to happen. I took she Coco. didn't get
1: caught up in any of that hype at all. Did she oh, just She just like, yeah, him. I'll see you later. Uh, Adios,
0: lady. Yeah.
1: Although, like, Ker- Kerbal's been in a sort of similar bullish mood. She's a good win in the second round match. But uh, I-, I like Stevens here, and I'm pretty confident on this one that uh, Stevens will be going through.
0: I am, too. Elise Mertens, again at 4.30 today, takes on ons Jabour. Elise Mertens is a plus 160. Anj Jabur is a minus 200 favorite. Big servant Jabour, Fast courts. The Belgian, does she have a chance? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I I like Jabbour. Did you see Jabour's last match? I think she only lost the one game or something like that. She completely smashed her opponent. Um, uh, was, I think it was Colombian girl. I can't remember what, what her name was. Serrano, maybe? Yeah, I think but, it was. Um,
0: Yeah,
1: Yeah, it was just... Yeah, it was crazy. I I like Shabur. I really, really like Shabur here. This is this is another good chance to uh, get on Shabur. And I I think you know, if she gets through this one, I'm I'm quite interested in Shabur next round as well.
0: I think so too. I agree with that. Layla Fernandez is a plus four twenty five dog. She takes on Naomi Osaka, a minus six hundred favorite. Is Osaka overpriced here?
1: Probably, but she's only played the one game, so it's hard to get a feeling for what her form is like. You know, she played against Bruskova in the first round, and then uh, Danilovic backed out of the second round, so there was that that walkover for her. So it's it's not easy to get a feeling for Osaka's form if, if she's playing great stuff. Fernandez, like, she's one of those that we thought we might be backing a bit more often than we have, and she's not really delivered on, on what we, we thought she would. Right. Um. Yeah. yeah I, I'm probably going to steer right away from this one because you, you, it's hard to back against Osaka, and it's not a great
0: price. No, it sure isn't. But we have to take Osaka at minus 600 we did, for the show. Yeah, but I wouldn't touch this match. I wouldn't be surprised if she lost, to be honest. Now, tonight, 9 p.m., I'll probably be watching this after the football game. Danielle Collins, a plus one seventy dog, and she's taking on Ariana Sabalenka, a minus two ten favorite. Sabalenka, she's had her ups and downs this week, but she's crushing. She's going to win this match easily, right?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure having Collins on the show, correct? You know, in the evening sessions, great. Um, for for Collins, like it's it's a great spectacle, and it. Has a bit of U.S. interest for that showtime slot. But, um, yeah, Sabalenka's got all the experience there, and it, it would be difficult to go against Sabalenka here.
0: It will be. Now, Saturday's matches, 11 a.m. this one. Belinda Bencic, Jessica Pagula. Bencic is the dog at minus 105. Pagula's been red hot at minus 115. I don't think she's ready to be the favorite. I'm rolling with Bencic. We're going to disagree, how, but I'm uh, taking can... Bencic.
1: How can Bencic be a massive dog when you know she's just crushed two people like six three six one last round? I mean, I, I don't get that. She's a gold medalist and and, and she's in pretty good form. I I, I can't see any value in Pagula here at all.
0: None. And we're going with Bencic. This is a sleeper all the way through. She could roll right all the way up to the final if she gets hot, and she's been hot. And if she stays hot, I should have said. Varvara Grachiva, plus 260 dog. Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova is a minus 340 favorite. Pavlyuchenkova, obviously, right?
1: Yeah, I don't know too much about her, girl. I've I've seen her play um, a couple of times, but I'm I'm not, like, seen enough of her to be confident that she would take out Pavlyuchenkova. Um, Pavlyuchenkova had a difficult match against Schmidlova last round, but... um, Let's go, Pavlochenkova, to reach the fourth round.
0: Uh, Petra Kitova, Maria Sakari, dead even, minus 110 each. This is basically a pick 'em. Who do you like? Because I'm going with the Greek girl, Sakari. I didn't like the way has played this week.
1: Um, Yeah, she played against the, the not-so-good Pliskova sister, didn't she? Yeah, um, she did, and barely beat Lassa. her. Um, yeah, let's, let's try Sakari.
0: Yeah, let's go with Sakari. Now, this one here is a tough one. I can't bet. I, I can't pick against her publicly because if she's listening, it's not going to be pretty. So I'll leave it be. Um, Annette Kanteve and Iga Svitek. Kanteve, both, again, a you pick them, minus 110 each. Svitek is a former Grand Slam winner. We thought she was going to go places, and the only place she seems to be going is backwards, Craig.
1: Yeah, I mean, I thought she was going to explode, and then just, you know, she was going to be the next, like, Kvitova, or something like that, where she was going to utilize uh, her big serve, and, and really get on top of people and dominate them, but that's not quite been the way of things thus far. Um, the worry for Svitek here is she didn't play particularly well in the last round against Ferro, and Kontaveit's playing pretty well. Um, i I tempted to go on counterfeit just basically on, on the fact that she's you know she's won two matches for the loss of eight games total that's that's pretty impressive for the for the first two rounds um i, I think i'm gonna go on the estonian here
0: yeah i mean too because i'm disappointed in svitek and I, and it's a toss-up really it's a coin flip but i'm gonna go with the girl who's in the better form who looks more confident svitek doesn't look like the same player who dominated the French Open, right? She doesn't look that like that girl. Now, uh Sarah, so here's your girl, dude. She pulled off a major upset this week, by the way. Sarah Cerebus Tormo Tormos taking on Emma Ratacuna. Cerebus Tormo Tormo's a minus one fifteen favorite. Ratacuna is a minus one hundred five dog. I like the way both of these girls are playing. The only trouble that I have with pulling the trigger on the British girl is the fact that she's had a couple of meltdowns. I, I don't want to pick on her, but she does have some issues, and she's very I'm proud of her for admitting them and not taking matches off because of it. She's tried to fight through some of her issues or anxiety issues, but Serebe's Tormo is playing pretty good also.
1: So the problem for me is you're not getting a good price from Raducanu at all. No. like That's not a good price for someone who's ranked 150 and is only playing their second Grand Slam. Like, okay, she's come through qualifying. She's already won five matches by this point. Um, and she's beaten um, Zhang, who's, who's you know, Zhang's a good player. We've, we've seen plenty of Zhang. She's a top 50 player. Right. Um, My feeling is, why am I not getting a bigger price against Cerebus Tormo? I feel like I should be getting a lot more value than what I'm being offered. And for that reason, I can't back Raducanu. I've got to back Cerebus Tormo unless you're going to give me a better price.
0: That's exactly right. She should be. Raducanu should be probably a plus 130, a plus 140. She hasn't won anything. She's had a couple good weeks. But she's a young kid. I think it's because she's a pretty girl. And uh, they like to back pretty girls. Uh, apparently, maybe a lot of guys are betting on her. A lot of English people. You're, you're com. Well, no, I'm sorry. You're from Scotland. Anyway, Ashley Barty minus twelve hundred. I got out of that one, didn't I, Craig? Shelby Rogers plus seven hundred. The dog. I just wrote in Barty when I saw this. I said Craig is never going to go against Barty on this match.
1: Um, no, not really. Barney's playing really well, isn't she? Like we we she thought is. that that run that she was on was gonna to come to an end and there were signs that she might not be playing great, but um yeah, but she's playing well. She'll be in the next round.
0: She's winning ugly too, you know. She she can you know yeah.
1: you, you can you can get a free pick on us as because well, she's gonna win against whoever wins out of Saribis Tormo and Radicano too. So
0: yeah, you know that's you your next
1: round pick for you.
0: There's your next round pick for you. Carolina Pliskova, Aya Tom lejanovic Pliskova is a minus 340 favorite. Tom Lijanovich is a plus 265 dog. Pliskova's damn lucky she won that match. I had Anna Somova on my daily pick, my free pick of the day, and damn near got it. She was a point. She had a couple match points on her racket and missed. I don't like the way Pliskova is playing, but these courts suit her game when she gets hot with that serve, and I don't think Tom Lijanovich can take care of that. I don't think she can handle that. She's got a nice return, but Pliskova serves at a different level when she's hot and but it's such a price to pay for her. Three forty. Minus three forty is high for a girl who gets the hiccups. But she's also probably one of the hottest girls on tour. She's like eleven and three over her last fourteen matches.
1: Yeah, well I just lose every time I back her, you know, it's really a bad player for me to back right. i lose out a lot on her when she looks hard she she comes out and plays a stinker and then you know i've lost i know huh? um when i when i when i think she's out of form she ends up winning like you know at wimbledon she she went on the run um yeah play plus go over here but uh i'll not be personally jumping on this one
0: no i wouldn't either but uh because that's scary that's a big price to pay for her man Last one, Craig, and then you can go off to do whatever Craig does on Fridays. Greet Minin versus Bianca Andriescu. Minin is a plus 280 dog. Andriescu, again, this, this is an overpriced match too. Andreescu is a minus 360 favorite. I don't like the way Andreescu is playing, but it's hard to go against her, but I don't want to pay that price. 360, I don't want to pay that, but she's gonna, I'm going to go with her.
1: So she's like former US Open champion, so that's probably factored into the price a little bit there. Um, let's, uh, I mean, you look at Andreescu's match, she had a, a difficult match in the uh, first round. Then she played Lauren Davis, who, let's be honest, really gets beyond round two of a slam. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll play Andreescu and hope that she comes into form, but again, like, there's no value on that match. There's no you know I'm not personally going to go out and and put a wager on this match because the, the money's not right for it.
0: Absolutely not. Well, Craig, we got through it. It wasn't our US Open show, but it really doesn't matter cuz we brought the heat and we have a 222 and 101 record over the course of this show this year. We've made a lot of winners, a lot of people real happy. You can find me over at on Twitter at Cash with Flash. You can check me out at sharp.app, but you want to sign up at sharpbets.app. Use the price code or the promo code cash with flash, and get 10% off the 49.99 price, which you've already would have cashed with flash and made that back yesterday. Craig, tell the folks where we they can find you and follow you, and before we let you go.
1: Yeah, folks can find me at CD Sports Media on Twitter. I'm probably on Instagram as well, but, you know, we're not doing business through that these days. So if you, you want to look me up at CD Sports Media on Twitter, or you'll find me hovering around the Flash's feed, um, reminding him when he's uh, not cashing.
0: <laughs> of course, it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, Craig lets me know, and that's okay. You know what? If you need a photographer, I don't care for sports or whatever. This young fella on my on the other end of the line there is the best in the business. A, he's the most honest. B, he's dependable. And three, he snaps amazing pictures. He's the best. He's a great friend of mine. I can't wait to see you again, my friend, in person so we can rip it up. Of course, we probably, we'll probably never make it to the tennis courts, but we'll find our way somewhere, won't we?
1: We will at some point, you know. It's uh, difficult times again. Things are are not looking as bright, perhaps over here as they were a few weeks ago. You guys have obviously got your own situation there. Yeah. The the chance to, you know, we thought we might be going to the Open uh, this year, but but that's not materialized due to the COVID situation and you know the the weather situation now as well. I mean, U.S. Open must be the only place in the world where they put a roof on the venue and it <laughs> still get stopped <laughs> for rain, but uh,
0: you know. <laughs> I told you, what did I tell you about that roof? What a waste of money. Well, it is what it is. Craig, great stuff, man, as always. We'll see you next week, partner.
1: Uh, you, we will, yeah, we'll see you next week, and we, we'll do the, the, the remaining picks as we come to the business end of the tournament.
0: You got that right. It's time to cast with Flash and Craig. You can find us over at philnasonshow.com and every podcast catcher of choice. For Craig Doyle, I'm Phil Nasons. Thanks for listening to This Week in Tennis.
1: This Week in Tennis.